0: This series contains descriptions of grief and illness that some people might find upsetting. There's also some bad language.
1: We crept back towards my bedroom door and we stood there on the landing, not breathing, and trying to listen. And I could hear rattling and tinkling going on downstairs. And I said to Rosie, I'm going to ring the police.
2: I'm Rosie, I believe in ghosts.
0: I'm Tristan, and I don't believe in ghosts.
2: And I'm Sarah, I haven't made up my mind yet. Last year we put a call out on social media asking for real life ghost stories. Since then we've been travelling across the country to visit those who believe they have experienced ghostly goings on. Welcome to Ghost
0: on Toast.
3: Did you ever hear the story about centimeter square cubes? Oh, it used to no. shit me up. Okay, yeah. so it was a story about a babysitter um, and she was babysitting a little two children upstairs and um, she's sitting downstairs and the children are upstairs in bed. She's put them to bed and then she keeps getting a, a phone call and she picks up the phone and it's I think it's dead the first time, puts it down, carries on watching TV and then she picks up the phone again and it rings again. She picks it up and someone says... Centimetre square cubes, centimetre square cubes, down the phone. And then she's like, what the hell? And then it happens again. It happens a number of times, I think. And always down the phone is, centimetre square cubes, centimetre square cubes.
2: Are he you advising her on how to make jelly? <laughs> then,
3: um, well, well, we'll see. Then he, um, she goes up, st- basically the end of the story is she goes up the stairs and she can hear... I don't know. Could she hear the chanting of centimetre square cubes? I can't remember. Anyway, she goes into the kids' room and they've been chopped up into centimetre square cubes. <gasps> and th- this story used to terrify me as a child. And there was another story, which was... I can't
2: believe you got told
3: that as no, a it's child. all about eight.
2: Also, that's... With
3: other children. But a
0: good way of teaching a child what a centimetre square cube is. I know, is. well, like, yeah, I, mean, I think... Volume. I assume this was told by your maths teacher and they were doing some centimetre excellent squ- work.
2: I, um... Okay, now, children, now we know the story. Can everybody show me what a centimeter square centimetre- is? I actually <laughs>
3: don't. Centimeter square, is it a centimeter cu- centri- cube? Centimeter cubed is volume. I don't know. I,
0: yeah, actually, a square. That a square sense. A squ- actually, a square cube is I'm... every kind of cube. Yeah. There isn't a cube that isn't a square cube. <laughs> That's. I, I take it back, actually, Sarah. I don't I think that
3: makes any sense. At all. Um, but um, there was an. Also, you couldn't really chop a human body up into. I mean, well, maybe oh, you-, you could. Mm. You, nope. Sorry, <laughs> 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 you could, and I have. But I mean, you could
2: do
0: anything, I guess. Mm. Maybe if it's, Sp- <laughs> but yeah. I think you'd you'd get goo everywhere, wouldn't you? Yeah, I feel maybe like maybe, you'd, gooey. maybe if you f- froze them first. <laughs>
2: It would be difficult, that's not what mm. I'm suggesting.
3: <laughs> but it's easy. It's but not it's, it's not really. easy, but, but you know, nothing done. worth but doing is exactly. easy. <laughs> nothing is impossible if you believe. Um well, okay, the other story was <laughs> okay. that, that, that um it was ah, this one I feel like you must have heard. It did maybe it was just my um really horrible friends as a child who made these stories up. But it was that um you were in bed at night, the lights off. Maybe this is why I'm scared of being in bed with the lights off actually. And um you'd hear um, somebody downstairs would say, "I'm on the first step. I'm on the first step, and uh, I'm on the landing. I'm on the landing. and by you. B- I'm I'm, o- I'm at your bedroom. I'm at your bedroom. I'm in your bedroom. I'm in your bedroom. I'm by your bed. I'm by your bed. And and it would go on like that until, whatever it was, killed you. And it, it, I can't. Again, that's not the full story, but <laughs> the, you've
0: missed out <laughs> seven stairs, for example.
3: The it would it would be we'd all we'd all chant it. We'd all go." I'm at your step, I'm at your door, step you know. It used to, have to terrify me, I used to come in, crying, because I was scared. Like,
2: so, so, I yeah, I, this conversation is just how traumatised it is. <laughs> there
0: wasn't much to do in the Midlands, was there? I feel like that's what <laughs> we I'm, had a that's what trauma. I'm taking away from this.
3: I just, I don't know, just got really vivid memories of ghost stories growing up. So I just, and then when I was a, a teenager I didn't watch horror movies at all because I was terrified, obviously tra- traumatised from these tales. And then me and a friend started watching them in her very creepy old house, actually. And we got a big group of us together and started watching them. And from then on, I just kind of, a bit of an addiction, really. And now um, me and Dan, and my boyfriend, we go to the cinema a lot um, to watch. In fact, that's all we see at the cinema is, is horror. And I'd say we watch two a week, at least. Like, yeah, we, we're really... Oh, I can't Obsessed. do
2: horror
0: I can't do it No neither can I I just I I don't want to be Scared
3: And why do you think That is Tristan I for you
0: I, I just don't I know some people I've got some Other friends who are Exactly the same Who love horror films But I just don't get Any enjoyment out of being Scared I don't know if there's Certain people are, you know, in in the same way some people are, are masochists and enjoy pain. I don't, I, I don't know if some people in, enjoy the sensation of fear. Well, well, I mean, some people clearly do.
3: You're in for a treat. This podcast it's, we're going to be visiting. That's,
0: that's the thing. I like. I as much as I, I don't believe in ghosts. I'm really concerned that I will be the one that runs out of the house screaming. Mm because the
3: ghosts will go for you first
0: absolutely because I don't believe You're in them
2: I'm mm. a non-believer yeah so
0: I won't I'll let them creep up on me mm. like, a, like a fool <laughs> why don't you like horror films for X
2: well I think that's quite obvious because I actually do believe these things might be able to happen <laughs> <It's>, and, <laughs> yeah.
0: you, you treat them more as documentaries
2: <laughs> no 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 there are some which are absolutely ridiculous but again I but for me, it's more the fact that, in general, I don't like some of the sensations it gives me. Like, I, if, if I hear a loud noise, I freak out. Do you know what I mean? And, like, any sort of, like... Like thunder, I don't like lightning, I don't like fireworks don't like. yeah,
0: Prosecco bottles being opened
2: no. basically, I'm a Chihuahua in a human body
3: we when so. we when we open Prosecco bottles, which we do on the regular obviously
0: a we've a lot to celebrate
2: um <laughs> we have to tell Frick to leave the room um. Yeah, because I, do you know what, it it isn't because, necessarily because I'm, because I don't like the sensation. Exactly.
0: No one likes being scared.
2: It makes my feet
3: sweat, dreadfully. (laughs) Um, Nowhere else, Uh, just the feet. It first happened, I actually, you know what, it came up as a Facebook memory with um, an ex, an ex-partner of mine. We were watching Hannibal and my feet started sweating. And that was the first time it happened when we watched Hannibal together and my feet started to sweat
0: now if you were a believer in ghosts mm. you would think that your feet had been possessed mm. that's He's and boring. I wouldn't I, I mean I'd still I'd still get them checked out at a doctor
3: yeah it's
0: <laughs> they're just,
2: it's they're alright now just looking down at them they're okay now well there's nothing scary I'm not, going, going on I'm not frightened well, yet. when we go round and visit other places maybe we should do like a you know we check should, in with you every time we like, should yeah, put it, a, a little your feet up, little, i don't, don't know a little thermometer in yeah well I, I think yeah
0: i think that's probably a very <laughs> sensible thing to do or we just put on quite absorbent socks <laughs> and then at the end we just wring them out and yeah. we're like oh very scared Measure. this week we're visiting our friend who's confusingly also called rosie and her mum lizzie a few years ago they experienced something very odd in their own home we have to apologize for the slight distortion on Lizzie's microphone in the following interview. Perhaps her potentially haunted house was a bit too much for our equipment. Hi, Lizzie.
1: Hi, Tristan.
0: Thank you very much for having us into your beautiful house. Oh, okay. It's um do you first of all, tell me a little bit about the house in terms of how old is it?
1: Okay, it was built in 1904, so it makes it just Edwardian rather than Victorian. And, you know, it's got some original features still.
0: And it was an old secretarial college before you moved in? Yes,
1: 26 years before we moved in. And then the secretarial college moved up the road um, to another house just a bit further up near the church. And so it hadn't been a family home and it really needed to become a family home again. And I think... You know they were very pleased that we bought it because we had a young family and they could see us being here for many years 26 to date so far (laughs) as
0: long as it's been as long Mm. as it was a secretarial college
1: yes absolutely as long
0: as um so there's a story that you told us um or we're aware of Uh um which is the story of the teacups
1: yes it was a weekend where dave was away on a walk boys walking weekend and on the Friday night, I think I'd had the girls round who were married to the boys who were on a walking weekend. And we'd had supper and we'd had a nice, jolly time. <laughs> not to say we were, um, you know, we hadn't, we, we'd obviously had a few glasses of wine, but not, a, you know, no more than usual. Um, <laughs> and I was upstairs in my bathroom getting ready for bed. And Rosie came into my bedroom saying, Mum, there is. Somebody, I think there's somebody downstairs.
4: So getting ready for bed, mm-hmm. I was just me and mum at home on this particular weekend. Um, can't recall what I was doing It's just previously, but I was up here in my room, and I could hear this um, this noise, and I'm just looking, see if I can reprint it. It was that kind of vibe. This kind of vibe, you know? Um, but downstairs. Yeah, quite far away. Um And I thought, oh, has mum gone back downstairs? Was she drunk? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Um, So at that point, when it persists, um, you know, I I don't know how long it would have been, but long enough for me to think, that's weird. Um, So I step this way, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, open my door. and then we reached the, the sort of landing mm-hmm. and so I came out here and I was listening at the bannister, mm-hmm. um, here we are, the bannister, <laughs> <laughs> the, the wooden bannister, um, I thought okay this is weird, so then I therefore went straight into mum's room um, and I think my immediate thing was like mum you have to listen to this, I think someone is in the house.
0: Mm. And, and was it just the two of you in the house we at the just time?
4: just the two of us in the house, so I was like,
1: okay. And we crept back towards my bedroom door and we stood there on the landing, not breathing and trying to listen. And I could hear rattling and tinkling going on downstairs. And I said to Rosie, I'm going to ring the police. So I tiled 999 and I said, I think there's somebody in our house. And um, this, whoever it was said they would send somebody along, and after about another five minutes, I thought, I said to Rosie, now I'm going to go downstairs, I'm going to go and look, you know, how can there be anybody in the house, I don't know. so I went downstairs, I went all the way down to the basement, I looked in every room, behind sofas, could not hear or see anything, and with that, there was a knock on the front door, and I thought, oh gosh, no, the police are here, now what am <laughs> I going to say to them? So these two policemen came in, I said, Look, I'm so sorry, I really think I've wasted your time. I can't find anybody in my house, the doors aren't open, the windows aren't open, the cat's asleep on the sofa or wherever the cat was asleep. And this guy came into the kitchen and we were talking and looking around in fact they looked over the house yeah. as well, which was very reassuring because you know, actually this house at night time can be a bit creaky. And this guy suddenly looked at me and he said do your, um, what, do, is that normal how your um, teacups are? Because I'd said there were these tinkling noises.
2: It is worth saying at this point that Lizzie has a rather beautiful collection of teacups and saucers in her kitchen. She has collected about a hundred of them, all different colours and shapes and sizes. They are displayed on a large wooden dresser in their family kitchen
1: over and I thought, oh my gosh, there are cups that are turned upside down, a jug was on its side. And I thought, could the cat have jumped up there? And I thought, no, that couldn't have happened because this this noise went on Mm. and on. And Rosie had heard it in her room and come to get me and we both listened. We could both hear it very plainly. I mean, over the years I thought, oh, but you know, there might have been a mouse up there. But
0: but, so the teacups normally are sort of the right way up?
1: Yeah, so I normally put a, cu- a cup on top of a saucer. Yeah, just as so you normally were would. all over the place. It was really incredible. So it was like, oh my gosh.
0: Like it had been shaken?
1: Like somebody had run over it. Not, not run, you know, like something had turned things over. So
0: they'd actually been completely turned over?
1: Yeah, or they were literally on their sides. You know, instead of being like a cup on top of a saucer... Yeah they were turned over. And there were several of them. And it was like, well, that could have been the noise that we heard. The police were very reassuring. They went away. Rosie and I both slept through the night. No more noise on that occasion. But I remember thinking, okay, something's happened in our kitchen tonight, but I don't feel anxious.
0: So you didn't you didn't feel scared you didn't yeah. feel frightened no
3: we went into the kitchen with rosie to see the teacups for ourselves rosie told us what she remembered and we discussed our theories about what might have happened in there
4: could the police have turned over the cups as a joke the policeman gestured over to them lots of them had been turned over mm. so they were sitting on top of their saucers but the wrong way up and, but they weren't just for, they were something where, like on their sides, yes. right? And yeah. That's the way that mum remembers them. In my memory, and that's not to say that um, there weren't some on their sides, the, the thing that really sticks with me is that lots of them had been turned right over. Like this? Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. And sort of like inking that it could have been one well, of the cats or anything like that? Well, I think when you're trying to explain that kind of thing, you think through those sorts of narratives. Mm. but. In my mind we only had one cat at the time, and it would have been very unusual for him to jump up there, seeing as we'd had this set up for years yeah. beforehand, he'd never done so before. And had he have done that, I think he would have just jumped straight up. There probably would have been a big one off crash and yeah. he would have it. Yeah. And, and also what strikes me is he's you know, obviously like you were listening at the
3: top of the stairs for a longer time than you could yeah. hear. Because I kept thinking
0: an earthquake seems a little unlikely. We did wonder about the cats though. But if, as Rosie remembers, the cups had been turned upside down, how is this possible for an animal? Unless the cat had suddenly developed opposable thumbs. But could it really have been a ghost playing a trick?
1: When I'm in this house, I always have a happy feel. You know, it's like a. a there's some, there is definitely something, and it's not that I believe that a ghost is going to pop out and go high, <laughs> but there is a feeling of a presence. There have been times where I've thought, oh, I think I, I think, there might be somebody on the landing. There have been moments where, fleetingly, in the past, long time ago, where I thought I might have seen somebody, but they, they haven't happened very often. I have, I have another story that's not related to the house. Do you want to hear about that Definitely. or not? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, again, it happened a long time ago but stuck with me as soon as it happened. Um, my best friend Linda, who I trained with and youth from the time I was 18, um, we were out one night at a friend's Christmas gathering party and um, she was another nurse and all of us who trained together were there along with some of Celia's other friends. And we'd gone over, one of us had driven in our old space cruiser. And as we piled back into the car at the end of the evening, Linda said to us, she said, oh gosh, she said, something happened tonight. And we were like, what happened? She said, well, this lady came up and she put her hand on my shoulder. And she said to me, I hope you don't mind, but I need to give you a message from the spirit land. I mean, oh, yeah. They said, and apparently this person had said to this lady to tell Linda that they were with her all the way. They were going to be beside her. And we all laughed and said, oh, it must be Auntie Nan because Linda had an auntie who'd gone in to um, become a nun. And she was little. She was only about four foot something. And this was in December. And in the... March, I think it was. Linda came in one night. She was like the seventh member of our family. She came on holiday with us. She was called Mum to Rosie. Um, the children daughter, and we were all very close. She came in one night and she was a very bright intelligent woman as well. And we were going to see a, a school concert that Johnny was playing in. And so I gave her a bowl of pasta and we went upstairs to get ready, put our lipstick on. And she said to me, What does it mean when your nipple's inverted? So because I was her best friend, I said, show me. So she pulls her jumper up, age 42, massive obvious lump, total nipple inversion. Mm -hmm. And on the spot, I thought, oh, she's going to die. I said, Linda, you've you've got a lump. And she said, yes, I know. And I said, could I touch it? And she said, yes. So as I touched it, I knew it was a malignant lump. From the moment that I saw that and then her diagnosis followed very quickly, i.e. the next week, I just remembered what this lady had said to her. And I felt, knowing Linda during the time, so she lived for four and a bit years before she died, But she had an incredible resilience and peace about her and a total belief, even though she didn't believe in God, that she was going to go somewhere. But I do remember thinking, maybe there are these... You know, there are people out there who look out for people or look after them or or just there. Mm. And... um, you know, when, when Linda did die and we she died in St Christopher's and we'd been with her that day and then we went back just after she died and we walked into the room and she had a smile on her face. Absolutely a broad smile. And I said to Dave, oh my gosh. And for me, that took the sting out of, you know, the whole process really. Cause I just thought, wow, she and she didn't die of cancer. She lived her life right up until the end. And yet, you could say she was stoical, because she was. She was brave, but I just think somehow she had an inner kind of reassurance. It's not that I feel like there are ghosts. Maybe saying spirits for me, Mm -hmm. or guardians, or angels. Mm -hmm. Yes, I don't believe that somebody's going to appear in a in a white visage or a black one and (laughs) go but I do believe there are there is more out there and we just don't know about it because you know um, I mean several people I know who um, you know who've had terminal illnesses I mean my mum when she had her illness diagnosed was very much along the lines of oh I can't wait to see your dad, can't wait to get there it's not a problem gonna be alright. And and yeah, and she wasn't a church going person. Um But
0: it's it's comforting, I suppose, both.
1: Oh yeah, both. Religion and yeah. you know, or just a you know, to be honest, if I thought I was just gonna end up under the ground somewhere and a nice flower might grow on top of me I'd be happy with that because obviously in this country we don't talk much about death and dying and and Mm. yet it's a one sure thing they say apart from taxes it's gonna (laughs) everybody's gonna experience Mm. and actually I suppose you know when you're young you may have more anxiety about that kind of you know oh I'm gonna die one day but when you get older it's a different thing it's you know you realize that you probably couldn't go on forever Um, and that's inevitable, and it happens to everybody. Um, Not that you want to pop off too quickly, (laughs) (laughs) but I do, I do. I remember when Linda died thinking, oh my gosh, that has really taken the sting out of that process for me. Because, yeah, she
2: did a really good job of it. Linda's story wasn't the story we'd come to record but it was a reminder once again of how ghost stories so often lead us down a different path. Before we left, Lizzie told us something that made us smile. It was Linda who started her teacup collection years before by buying her the very first set. Thank you to Rosie and Lizzie for inviting us into their beautiful home and sharing their stories with us.